ignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Oyibi Cathedral. He comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Gospel Crusade, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving Word of God. Now, listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. There was a man who was blind. Jesus put clay on his eyes. This morning we have a fantastic testimony. And as you hear the testimonies of others who sit in the same place you sit, it must worry you that you have not shared your testimony yet. Because a lot is happening where you are. You cannot be in an arena of miracles in this auditorium of testimonies and you cannot find something that God has done for you. That you can even stand and sit. And we can't hear any noise. No, mm, no, ah. It's a, it's a miracle. Hallelujah. But this morning, we are receiving a fantastic testimony from our pastor of the car park and security center. Let us welcome to our international stage, our brother, Samson Mate, as he brings us a fantastic testimony. Encourage him, Samson, please hurry up. But encourage him. Your hand clap is weak. Your hand clap is weak. Your hand clap is weak. It's still not strong. Your hand clap is still not strong. Hallelujah. Before we hear the testimony, you see, I've asked this question before, but I will ask again. Kindly turn to the person sitting by you and ask, please, how much are you paying as rent for the hands you have? How much are you paying to use the voice? How much? I want to help you. I want to help you pay today's installment. I want to help you. What is your neighbor saying? Your neighbor doesn't pay anything. So tell your neighbor, then why are you being chiseled with the hands that have been given to you? Why are you not using the voice for the person who gave it to you? Hallelujah. Good morning, Samson. Good morning, everyone. My name is Samson. I'm the center head for car park and security. So my testimony is about how um, I had a financial breakthrough through the ACM prayer meetings. Wow. The ACM prayer meeting. Financial breakthrough means what? Like? You were broke and suddenly money. I was money, very broke and suddenly money, money, be, money began to kept flowing. May a suddenly blessing also find you. If you say financial breakthrough, I'm thinking something. But it's money. 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 Please tell us. So, um, I'm a contractor. Building contractor. Okay. And also do event planning by the side. So, for a long time, I wasn't having a contract. So, I had a small car. Kia morning that I was using to do boats sometimes when so you are a building contractor then you do event planning then because it's not going well you have added boats 
so, so any contract that appears I'm you are there, there. so i was using the boat for a while and then i had an accident with it wow a very terrible accident that the engine was even damaged that was around august so i spoke to bishop and he just told me that oh it could have been worse but you will be fine and I believed it. So, during August to October, so the little money I had with me, we were spending it at home. We is who? Like with my family. You have, uh, you have a wife? I have a wife. Like your personal wife? I have a wife and three children. And three children? Yes. Wow. And now the boat is spoiled. The, the boat, car is spoiled. Yeah. The contracts, Wasn't building coming. contracts Wasn't don't coming. come. And the little savings you have made, you had to use it. We're using it at home. We're using it. So at a point, it was left with about 500 CDs on me. So I gave all to my wife that, Charlie, this is all what we have. So manage it. I don't know when some will come. So I gave it to her. So during that week, Saturday, we're having ACM prayer meetings. And then Bishop was saying that you'll be having bigger contracts. And wow. then he said you'll be attracted to kings. And he also mentioned that some of you will be paid in dollars. You have not received. Wow. You'll be paid in Please foreign currencies. Don't shout. The shout doesn't do anything at this time. Many of us don't even wake up to pray. So what he's saying, you have not heard it before. That as bishop is leading prayer, you, you have just changed gears. And you are now zooming deeper into the sleep. But you were up and bishop was leading prayers on saturday yeah, and please saturday. tell us take your time i stopped it because i want you to take your time he said what so he said you'll be some of you will be attracted to kings and you also be attracted to big companies and you'll be promoted and you even be paid you have not received dollars before foreign currencies before but you'll be paid in foreign currencies so oh. i believed it and so that very week we had a friend in church who works with a real estate company. So he told us that, oh, they are having a, lun- a luncheon of the, one of their sites. So if we could come, because they've told them to bring um, people they know who does events. Oh, okay. So they called us, uh, my wife and I, we went there. This was in when? In October. So August no contract september september nothing nothing so then october you, saturday yeah bishop makes this prophecy during the prayers during the and prayer. that same week that same week somebody comes to you that they are looking for event planning yes all right so when we got to the place we we looked at the place they showed us where we were going to have the event and then later on they asked that whether we do interior decorations and i said oh, yes we, we we do it oh okay yeah and then, then they said we should bring our coats for interior decorations too. So other people also brought their coats. And then actually there was someone who does the interior decor for them. But because of the timeline, they were going to have a showroom for three apartments. But because of the timeline, they can't give all the um, job for that person to do. So they were looking for other two people who could, so that they could share it one apartment among all of us. So they screened and then they were left with three of us. The, um, the main person who does this for them, then other two. Okay. 
And then later on, they took the other person out and were left with us and then the main person who does it. Wow. And you have not had a contract for a long time. Oh. For a long time. Please, let's, let's move forward. So, after, so, within, when we were screenshot for the two of us, later on, they decided to give the contract, the two apartments for us. And then the main person was given one of it. <laughs> I want to, I, you see, I have something I want to be sure is true. That they have somebody they work with already. 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 Then they are outsourcing other people so that their work can go on quicker. Yeah. Then you that you are the outsider, they outside. give you two, apart- two apartments, apartments and give their main person one. one. Yes. All right. So <laughs> so um And this was the same week Bishop has said that the same week Bishop has said that Kings will call yeah. you. And it's a very big company. So, we had a job. So, we had the two apartments. So, we were, we were given money. And part of the money we were given was in pounds. Shout here! So, have you ever done any job that you have been paid in? Not at all. No pounds, dollars? Not at all. You are into CDs? CDs. CDs. <laughs> You see, you don't know what it means that you have gone months. You have your own wife with your own children. And you can see the money finishing, your savings finishing. And suddenly there's a contract that you are going to compete with somebody who is already a part of the company you are going to bid for a contract from. Not only do you get two of the, of the three apartments... And the apartment, we had the bigger side and the person had the smaller one. <laughs> then now they are also, as part of the payment, they pay you in, in foreign currency. Foreign, not even dollars. No, in pounds. In pounds. in pounds. Oh, wow. It's getting sweeter. Oh, please, let's so, go on. So, um, we were given one week to finish the um, project. So, we, we did it. And then they were very happy with our work. And actually... It was the first time we were doing interior deco. Oh, so you are not an, you are, you have never done interior never deco. Never done it before. It was the first time we were doing it there, and they were very happy with our work. Oh, I'm excited that you are excited. So it's not that you 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 are you are so you build. Yes. You have a boat. You drive. Yes. You do events. Those ones you have been doing it. But that's for interior decor. You have never done it before. I've never done it. And your first time was the pound project. Pounds project. And they were happy with it. They were very happy with it. So after that, they had another apartment somewhere, which is nine apartments, which they were going to finish it. So they called us and then their main person again. And then we sent in our coats. So when we sent in our coats, um, a week later, they called us that, oh, how many of the pro, uh, apartments can we finish in one week? And I said, oh, we can finish all. <laughs> you can finish interior decor- decoration. You have not done some before. No, not at all. So your first, your first trial was the two apartments. The two apartments. And now you are going to take on nine. Nine. Oh, may you have strength to do more. May your first time be a great time. So you told that in one week you can do nine apartments. Nine of the apartments. So then they told me that, oh, their person said 
she can do four of it. So it means that they will give us the five. Okay. I said, okay. And then three days later, they called me that their CEO said, since I can do the nine, I should do it. Oh, they will change their mind about you. Shout here! The CEO says they should forget their own person yes. and call you because you can do nine. I can do Please, nine. did you have the nine? I had the nine. So you didn't have to share with any other person? Not at all. What happened? Now you have nine to do in, in one week. In one week. Did it work? So nine in one week. Apparently they ordered for beds. So the beds they ordered. Many of the beds couldn't fit their uh, the mattress they ordered couldn't fit their beds. So they have to now go back and reach manufacturer and come. So it gave us a lot of time. So even up to now... But the contract had been given to you already. Oh. To Can you see the miracle in it? That... <laughs> was it possible to have done it in one week? It wasn't possible. It wasn't possible. It was, and then so it means that I would have gotten a lot of people to work with. So it means that their main person wasn't lying to them. Not at all. That it was not possible it to do possible. nine. But because you don't do it, you yes. didn't know. You just said, said, oh, it's nine, possible. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. But when you got the contract, now suddenly there were delays from there their were end. delays, a lot of delays. From their end. From their end. And that gave you time. It gave me a lot of... So up to now, they are even not here to complete some of their things. They now, um, they realize that some of the cables in the walls were not in their sockets and so they have to chisel and now do a lot of and it's still giving you so time it's, it's still giving us but time you still have contract we still have the contract Please, it, that that is the contract side yeah. how is your money situation now dear by the grace of god take he says that now dear now dear may there be a now dear moment in your life that a week ago it wasn't like that. But now, dear, tell your neighbor, now, dear. Now, dear, what is happening? Now, dear, I'm swimming in financial blessings. And you are sitting down like that, oh. And you are not impressed, oh. He didn't say, my story has changed. He says that, now, dear, I'm swimming. May you swim in what was very little in your life. May what was a dream become something that you have you are flooded with. Now, dear, you are swimming. Swimming, wow. So your wife doesn't have your last money. Not at all. Anytime she asks for, I just send it to her. Please say that one again. Anytime she asks for money, I just send it to her. There's no struggle. There's no struggle. There's no calculation. Not at all. Your story has changed. Crap. Oh, your story is changing also. And you believe that this change happened because exactly. Bishop said it. Exactly, because we have no contact, no connection with this company at all. So how it, it even happened that we were even called and the people relate to us as if they knew us a long time ago. And through that, that contract, some of the staff were giving us other people they knew that hey. we were... So as you are working on the main contract, there are side contracts. Side contracts we are getting from the same people. Oh, please, I want to see his tight record. Because we must see it reflect. It's true, because even the working has changed. Even the working, now their things are good. 
and you believe that it was the word that was spoken. You see, every time you disobey an instruction, eh, you are doing yourself harm. That you have said you there, your hobby is sleeping. At your age, oh, you can sleep at uh, even the cows, the goats wake up. That until the, the sleep finishes, you have not finished. But there are people who are eating the good of the land. People whose financial situations are being turned around. That now, dear, he has a lot of problem. But money is not part of it. So, if, if, if we are looking for you, we will not find you in a boat on a road. Not at all. Even I've forgotten about the car at the shop. I just left it there. May there be things which used to be important. Very important. But now you have even forgotten about it. That you have money that you count every morning. But suddenly you don't even know how much you have. May that be the story of your life. That is why you must know that here. God turns our mourning into dancing. God turns our poverty into swimming in cash. And the story has changed. This week, expect a miracle in your life. But it is, it is prefixed on your ability to obey. There is a servant that God has sent your way. Your detachment from his words is doing more harm to you. His contact is... God, this friend who called you to the company has been... It's not that week that the person became your friend. No, not at all. And the person has been working in that company. And the person, I'm sure, knew that you, you were events. Yeah. You, you were into events. Yeah. But suddenly, that same week, that same the person week. was reminded of you. Yeah. May your story change because of a word that is sent your way. May words become flesh in your life. Amen. May words which are spoken in your direction take on flesh. Amen. And may God change your story by the words that he sends through his servant. Let's appreciate, let's celebrate this beautiful miracle. Let's thank God. Don't be jealous. Stand up and thank God that his story has changed. Don't let your jealousy stop you. But because, it's, because you are clapping for him, your story is also changing. We thank God. We bless God.
Hallelujah, church. This morning, a man sent from God, a man anointed for you to bring the word of God, a word in season for your life, a word to change the situations of your life, a word to, to add color to your life. This morning, with Jesus' joy in our lives, I want us to welcome to our pulpit the servant of God, the pastor of our cathedral, our bishop. Let's welcome the bishop, Edwin Morgan. Oh, go and you can make happy noises unto the Lord. Macanet Cathedral, let's celebrate the anointed as he comes. Hallelujah. to be found in your presence this morning thank you that among the many things in our lives we have your word as our light your presence as our help I pray that this service will transform our lives. That it will speak to someone 
and minister a word in season to the one who is weary. Thank you for your great and your mighty blessing. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give a hand clap to God. And keep clapping. I want to bring Mawirami on. Keep clapping your hands. And as you sit, as you sit, please turn your Bibles to Ephesians. Chapter 6. And I also want us to appreciate our children's choir. Are they children? They are not children. The saved choir. Clap your hands for them. I'm sure you know they are now a part of the service. They join us practically. And I want to salute the, their pastors and their minders and their leaders. Are the pastors here? Is LP Abigail around? LP Abigail is here. Okay. Any of the pastors, saved pastors here? Or they're in a meeting somewhere? Okay. All right. Clap your hands for them. Ephesians chapter 6. I would like you to open your Bible to this verse and read it from your Bible. It's a very important scripture. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. For this instruction is right. Say, it's the right thing to do. Are you aware that many people don't know what is right? Many people don't know what is right. They live their lives without the knowledge of what is right. A lot of people grow till they are 40 years before they know that something they were doing was wrong. Some grow till 70 before they learn that what they were doing was wrong. But this one is right. It's right to obey your parents. And that word to obey is to listen to your parents. To obey means to be submitted to. 
To obey means to be obedient to, of course. And another very important meaning is to listen attentively to your parents in the Lord. But, but the one I love, which is very powerful, is to hear under. The original meaning of that word, obey, is to hear under. Not to hear above. Because you can hear above. That is why the Bible tells us that with meekness, we should receive the engrafted word which is able to save our souls. When you come to the house of God, even the choir singing, the pastor preaching, a testimony you are hearing, try not to enter God's house with pride. Try. I know it's not easy because you are a great person. You know. But try to leave your bigness at the door. Those of us who are privileged to be above 40 with your father alive. You know that you don't go to your father's house as an MD or as a bishop. You go to your father's house as someone who is under. It is in your office that you can be shouting. It is in your office that you can call someone to make, to buy, to buy house of cocoa for you. Children, obey. Children, hear under. And that word, the first word itself, must not be overlooked. Because he was not speaking to little children. Look at the book. It's Ephesians. It was a letter to a church. With elderly and older people. But he addressed them as children. Because it suits you to be a child in God's house. The same way you can't go to your mother's house and throw your weight about. I mean, if you are like that. I, I, I am speaking as somebody. Or, or, I mean, 
I, I am assuming that it, it is not something you do. But anyone here, you enter your father's house because you rented the house for him or your mother's house or wherever and you throw your weight about, I tell you, 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 you meet something you can't overcome. That woman sitting in that room, you must fear her. You must be very, very careful. Children. Let's receive our sister. Children. Clap your hands, children. Hallelujah. Of smell for granted. It's a gift from God. 
So right now, if you're not feeling well in your body, I want you to know that there's healing here. There's healing right now. Just lift your hands and sing along and let God's healing power that healed me touch you. I am a testimony of his healing and he can do it right now for you. Just believe in him. So I lift my hands to the heavens and I reach my hands to the heavens. I lift my eyes when my help comes from. I look to you, my rock, my healer. I trust in you. So I reach my hands to the heavens. I lift my eyes when my help comes from. I look to in you. This is the part I love. Sickness can't stay any longer. Your perfect love is casting out fear. You are the God of all power. the God of all power. You are the God of all power. And it is your will that my life be healed. Come on, let's go. Sickness can't stay any longer. Your perfect love is casting out fear. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You are the God of all I lift my eyes. 
of God right now. Healing is here. Lift your hands and receive it. And I receive it. Healing is here. Healing is Clap your hands. God bless you, Marami. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. And I believe, I, I really believe there's healing here. And whatever needs to be healed in your life, believe God to be healed. I said, believe God to be healed. In Jesus' name, amen. LP Abigail, I know you are working there so you can go. Yes, God bless you for the great work you are doing with the children. Beautiful. God bless you. Please take me back to Ephesians 6. Children. Are we children? Say hello to the nearest big woman sitting by you. Tell the person, not me, not me. Look for the nearest big man. Children. Obey your parents in the Lord. For this is right. Verse 2. Honor. Thy father and thy mother which is the first commandment with promise. Verse 3, that it may be well with you, Mm. that thou mayest live long on the earth. So, this morning, I want to say to those of us who are living on earth as drivers. You are a driver. I want to speak to the carpenters. And while we are the carpenters, may I just add the lawyers who are doing many things. Those of you who work in the bank. How many of you know that you are doing many things in life? You are doing many things. You go to work, you come, you breastfeed. Um, cook. Wash your baby's things. Go for rehearsals. And these pastors who don't understand anything. (laughs) They don't understand anything. Some of you are working and you are also schooling. 
you know, you, you are working and you are also at Gempa pursuing your master's degree. You are a student. You own your business. You make watches. You have to sell it. Use some to buy electricity. Use some, give your children some to go to school. Say many things. Many things. Pay school fees. I forgot that's a big one. Pay school fees. You know, even free SHS, there's something to buy. Or you have to buy, or, or everything is free. So you have to pay for something, some books, chop box, extra classes. So, so we are doing many things. Some of you even need 20, 28 hours a day. Some of you must have 30 hours a day to survive. Now, among, of course, some of you are also betting. You wait and see how your life will become. You wait and see how your life will become. I was saying something. We are doing many things. Actually, I'm, I'm just sharing a short message with you. You know, mommy, among the minute you are singing, did she bless us today? Beautiful. So, uh, among the many things you are doing, make sure that there is something you've not left out. And that is, make sure that you are performing your obligations towards your father and your mother. Otherwise, the gimpa you are attending will not yield much to you. All I am saying is that don't forget that you have an obligation. Now, now those of you who are already switching off because your father is dead or your mother is dead. Don't switch off yet. Don't switch off. Don't switch off. Apart from your mother who is dead and your father who is dead, you have got other fathers. Yes. Maybe you haven't acknowledged them as fathers and mothers in your life, but you have other fathers. They are not a thousand. They are not many, but they exist. One or two exist. If anybody here who says that your biological mother is dead or your biological father is dead, so you don't have any father or mother, I'm just telling you before I go that you won't do well in life. Because you, you, you have forgotten important people in your life and, and you won't do well. Yeah. Even sitting in church will not help you. 
The only help this church will give you is to get you saved and to get you to honor your father. Because really, think of it. What are we, all the things we are doing, the school, the job, and all that, it is, it, it is to get things to be well with us. For it to be well with us. Not so. That's why we are all in traffic on Monday morning. That's why we are all going to school. We are all working and so on. So that it will be well with us. Your home will be a place of peace. You will have a job and your supervisor, your boss will like you. It will be well with you. Your husband will like you. Your wife will like you. Your children will not be wee smokers. It will be well. Is that not what we are looking for? Ah. But I'm just informing you that for it to be well with you, it, is, it won't be because you went to Gimba. For it to be well with you, it will not be because you studied law. That it may be well with you. And anyone amongst us here this morning who doesn't believe in the Bible should start believing now. Otherwise, you will believe it, but it will be too late. When God says something, believe it and walk with it. Otherwise, it will be too late. So, so this morning, what I came to tell you is that, and, and we are in a season of honor. And for us, we are honoring our spiritual father, Bishop Gaggy Wadmeo. We are honoring him. Honor him. Yes. We go for crusades, outreaches, we do things, we dance, we have breakfast meetings. Oh, yesterday we had a very beautiful breakfast meeting here. We should have been here. And let's clap our hands for the business community. Great work they did, Glenda and Co. Charles. Clap your hands for a beautiful time. I'm sure you see a couple of pictures on social media soon. But as we are doing all this, we must not forget to honor our father. And I'm just extending it to, as you sit here, there are other fathers in your life. Somebody helped you to be who you are today. Somebody helped you to be where you are today. If you forget that person, it will not be well with you. Being an engineer will not solve your problems. They are struggling engineers. Being a doctor will not solve your problems. If you know any doctor who is prospering, believe me, it is not because of medicine. Something else is responsible. And that something else is that person's relationship with his mother and his father. I'm telling you, it's, it's a big one. Remember, it's the only commandment with promise. That must tell you something. You joke with your father, even if your father tempts you, to quarrel with him. Believe God and overcome the temptation. After all, did you not overcome the temptation to sleep with that boy? Did you not overcome the temptation to watch that pornography? 
are there not other temptations you are overcoming? So overcome your mother. Yeah, because your mother can tempt you. Your mother can tempt you. I can tempt you. I'm sure I've tempted you already. She didn't, she didn't misbehave. You must keep yourself together. Don't shout by heart. No, there are some fathers. And, and you can't change your father. I, I want to tell you. I've seen, I've seen one, two, two. Two. I, I'm, I'm suspecting there's a third. But let's say two. I've seen two. People who have changed their names. They've come out of the family. It only makes you a fool. You are a fool to change, like, like, to, like to disown your father. I'm telling you that you have disowned your destiny. Whether your father's latest girlfriend is your junior in school or not, honor him. Honor him. Hello. I said, if your father's latest girlfriend is your what? Is your what? Your junior in school. Honor him. Why should you honor him? Why should you honor him? You see, honor your mother who has slept with her neighbor's husband. Don't let your things come towards her. You heard that she was in a relationship with your neighbor. You've been neighbors for 20, is it 24, 25, 25, 25, 25 years. And suddenly your mother has turned her attention to the man. The man went to, the woman went to America for three months. By the time she, she came, your mother was cooking food for him. And you have come to the house twice to meet something you didn't want to see. I'm preaching. I'm, I'm just saying that. Is it nice what your mother has done? Is it nice? Yes. But just because she has done something that is not nice means I'm going to tell you why you must honor her. Why you must sow a seed into her life. Your father, who is a drunkard. Can I show you something? Turn your Bibles. And as for this one, I'm going to charge for it. Everything else, I'm not charging. Yes. Um, turn your Bibles to Leviticus. Yes, I found the verse. And chapter 17. Uh-huh. Anyone whose father has done something disgraceful, note that thing your father did. Write it in a book somewhere or keep it on your something. Just use some cryptic and know it. Because your father, by doing something disgraceful, he has helped you greatly. 
Perhaps his greatest help was not the school fees he paid for you to do your masters in England. Is it it deep? I need to end the message. I I, I have a, a very big meeting to attend. If you are here and your father hasn't done something bad, you are disadvantaged. Yes. Or your mother hasn't done something that is, I mean, you feel embarrassed by what your mother has done. Then it means that you are disadvantaged. There is something you are going to experience. But your blessing is to have a mother or a father who has done something you don't like. It's embarrassing. Embarrassful. (laughs) Why? Because in Leviticus 17 and verse 11 it says, for the life of the flesh is in the blood. The rest of the verse is your homework. So that we can close. The life of the flesh. So if you see anybody's flesh. Like you, you are flesh and blood. So your life. What makes you change such pony? What, what makes you dress the way you dress? What makes you walk the way you walk? It is where? In Wesley girls. In Wesley girls they are taught how to walk. They put something on their head and they show them. I, don't know, I forget how they work. But still, I've met girls who work like their father. Because it's in the, say it's in the blood. Say it's in the blood. Normally, a girl's head should be roundish and beautiful. Now it's normal. But there are some girls. The head. Say it's in the blood. Say it's in the blood. Yeah, and, and you, you know, a, a, a lady should have a nice pointed nose, well silhouetted, and it's quite curvaceous and pointed. By you, it's like they threw it on your face. Say it's in the blood. It's in the blood. Say it is in the blood. Yes, the life you are living is because of the type of blood you are. You have. Have you not seen that your father likes girls, but you're also beginning to like girls? Small, small. Yours is, is, is a is small, small, but it's growing because you know your father is seventy years and you are just twenty eight. Say it's in the blood. So when you see your father or your mother make a big mistake sleep with the neighbor's wife now as soon as you see that your mother has done that it should tell you that you are also going to do it take your bible carefully and read it there are many father-son accounts. Sometimes you, you may think that, oh, they were in a hurry, so they just photocopied. They just cut and paste and cut and paste. You won't believe it. 
So when you see that your father is a drunkard, it means your father is showing you what you can do. Wow. Why? I'll stop preaching. Now. If you don't keep quiet, I, 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 I'll go home. His love for alcohol is in the blood. It's not because he has got alcoholics as friends. There are many men with alcoholics as friends who don't drink. In fact, I know, I I have a friend whose mother was, at the time, Ghana's largest producer of gin and vodka and whiskey and brandy. Ghana, some 20-something years ago. The mother wasn't drinking. My son wasn't drinking. I would go to the house and drink the vodka in bottles. I didn't use glass. But he, my friend, whose mother owned that empire, was not drinking. So your father, as a drunkard, he's not a drunkard because his friends are drunkards. There is something in his genetic code that makes him have a propensity to drink. Now, that genetic code in your father is also in you. Your father has arthritis of the hip and the knee. And now he walks this way. And he always needs someone to help him. And you are around. You don't want to help him. What you don't know is that it's in the blood. It's in the blood. It's in the blood. You see how your parents are not married anymore? Whatever caused that marriage to end is also in your blood. Because that, you see, your life is in the blood. Now, the blood in you is from your father and your mother. The same blood in you is the same blood in your father and your mother. And blood is not just a giver of oxygen, blood is our behavior. Everything is in the blood. Some of you have got, you have, you have a very lazy mother. She doesn't like working. And because of that, you are poor in the house. What you don't know is that you are already showing signs of laziness. As a basenta leader, you don't pray. You don't attend meetings every time. So already you are sure. But, but see, if you honor your mother even in her laziness, you are, you are preventing a problem that is in her from ever entering your life. If your father is in, in Sawan prison, this afternoon, take torture and give him some bread and milk and milo. Honor him in the prison. Because what took him to the prison is in the blood. The life of the flesh it's in the blood. His sickness, his weaknesses, his problems, his, his issues, they are all in the blood. 
It's only a matter of time. Even your spiritual father. I've lived long enough. I was in a church. The pastor had a major scandal. I don't want to go into. It was a national scandal. From that scandal, his ministry never resurrected. And he died. The week he died, actually, I took him to the hospital. I got a hospital for him. Got a bed for him. The last week he was, I gave him my car to use. He died. I'm very happy with what I did. But when that scandal came, when he, the scandal came to the church, it destroyed the church. I mean, his son, not physical, but his spiritual son, who was the worship leader of the church, after a month or so, also came to give the same announcement that the problem of our pastor, he had also, he was also doing the unknown to each other. I can give you dates, places, name of city, name of human being, but I'm doing nothing like that. That person also, his ministry never resurrected. He is alive. But if you see him and I tell you who he is, you won't believe that this is a person. Big, 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 great, top. We can't find him. The last time I heard he was somewhere. I, I won't even tell you his ministry, what, what he did in church. And the impact he's had on churches. Including our lighthouse church here. That UD. This is about 30 years ago. Today, we can't find him. I'm talking about spiritual father and spiritual son. So if I am your pastor and I even make a mistake, maybe as I'm preaching, I shout, learn that. So honor me for showing you that shouting isn't nice. So because you are also going to be a pastor one day. Eh? Because if I don't shout for you to see that shouting is not bad, you won't know and you are going to repeat it. Meanwhile, you are, the, you, you, you are going to have a more international ministry than I have had. And you are going to repeat what I have done. So the mistakes of your father or your fathers and your mothers. I'll take it again. The mistakes of your fathers and your mothers are actually an incentive for you for a better living and a better life. They are actually doors for you to escape a certain life. Because if my father was not a drunkard, I would never know that I have a problem with alcohol. I mean, I needed to see my father in a gutter, vomiting, being bathed by my sister, for me to know that that thing is not good. So, when I see beer, it's not a green bottle I'm seeing. I'm seeing a potential disturber of my dignity. But if you don't honor your father, even as he's in the gutter, 
even as he's in the gutter, if you don't honor him, if you don't go and call your two friends to help you to lift him out of the gutter and take him home and make sure he's fine and you are rather discussing your drunkard father with your friends like Ham did you have created a problem for yourself ladies and gentlemen please sit down let me end I'm saying that you may be a painter but I'm, I'm saying that maybe there is a job you have forgotten and that job is to honor your father also you are not only living to paint or to make, to make chairs or to make beds you are also living to honor your father in Kumasi honor him otherwise forget it As I told you last week, Sunday, I said, those of you with big, big problems, then you don't know where that problem is coming from. Come and see me. I'll explain your life to you. I'll ask you three questions. I'll ask you three questions. And this, those three questions are leading me now to show you how to honor a father. Do you, know, do you want to know how to honor a father? You honor a father by adapting yourself to him. Adjusting your life. Those of you who don't have any time You are living your life as if you are a golden stool which just descended from heaven. Adjust yourself. Especially spiritually. Adjust your life. One of the ways to honor a person, your mother at home, is to adjust your time to accommodate her. I've had to adjust my life to accommodate certain important people in my life. Honor. One of the ways to honor is not to give a person money. Adjust your life to accommodate him. Adjust your life. You see, let me even talk about spiritual fathers. Why are spiritual fathers important? Let's, let's deal with that for three minutes. And then we'll round up. Why are spiritual fathers important? 
John 14 verse 9. New King James. If you can pleasure me with that. Jesus said to him. Have I been with you so long? And that you have not known me. I mean, I've been with you and you still don't know me, Philip. Now, now. He who has seen me has seen the Father. That's a big one we must take home. So, 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 so. How can you tell me to show you the Father? This is Jesus. If you check your Bible, it's read. How can you tell me? How can you say? How can you say? When I am standing in front of you, how can you say that I should show you the Father? If you see me, you've seen the Father. Now, I want to tell you something. That God, God the Father in heaven, is very difficult to find. It's very, very difficult to find God. A lot of people who feel they know God know actually the devil. Yes, the God they know, the God in their lives. I've never said this before since I was born. It just come out of my mouth. A lot of people, the God they have is actually Satan disguised as God. He has tricked them to create a certain image that is Satan himself that they are calling God. The Bible says one of the characteristics of God in Isaiah 45 and verse 15, look at Isaiah 45 verse 15, says, verily, can I have the New King James, please? The, the, the English is not very good for most of us. Truly, you are a God, God, who hide yourself. O God of Israel, the Savior. God hides it's not easy to find God. Listen to me. I'm making pa, pa, pa statement and end. God, God is not like the sand on the road. God is not like the grass by the, uh, on the lawns. God hides. God hides. It is not possible to just find God easily. He hides. Anybody who is interested in God ought to know that God hides. Why does God hide? Because he is very precious. God is not rubbish. God is not some DCE or even DCE. You don't find him. Attempts to see the president of Ghana today. Nothing that is important 
is lying around for you to see. There's nothing. Please mention it. Maybe the only thing I know that is important, very expensive, that is lying around is, is the air we breathe. And it's just because it's, it's about the most expensive thing on earth. Let's put the air we breathe aside. Now, even water is not everywhere. The valuable things in life, the diamonds, they are hidden. The oil, they are hidden. The tanzanite, they are hidden. The onyx, the rubies, the emeralds. Nothing in life that is precious is just lying around. That's why some of you, even your 20 Ghana cities, you have hidden it so much in your room that you can't find it. Is there anybody who has hidden money in your room like, like it was your last and you went to hide it now, now you can't find it. Can I see your hand, anybody who is like me? Yes. Your last hundred, ga- not hundred Ghana, ten Ghana. Every week you change where you, you normally hide it. And soon, it will be hidden even from you yourself, the owner. How many of you have found something you were looking for three months ago? You were just lifting something. And thought, ah, your money, that's it. Because anything that is of value is not left on top of the chest of drawers. It's not left on the table. Anything that is valuable is hidden. And God is very valuable. And he will not wait for you to hide him. He hides himself. He hides himself. But because he wants to reach out to us, he sends us men. So he sent Jesus Christ. He was standing physically in front of them. And he told them, if you see me, you've seen the Father. How can you see me and you will tell me to show you the Father? You don't need to be shown any Father. If you see me, you've seen the Father. I will guide you to the Father. So, many times, God represents himself with people. When Jesus left, he said, it's very important that I go. If I don't go, the comforter will not come. The anointing will not come. He said, it is better for you that I go. This is Jesus. I'm not the one saying it. And that anointing is not in the air. This is the air I breathe. The anointing is not in the air you breathe. The comforter, the Greek is parakletos. Para, walks by your side. Walks by you. A presence that whispers to you, that guides you, that tells you, don't go, don't talk to him. Don't, don't go and sleep and wake up and pray. There's somebody by you. Who is a paraclete 
And Jesus also, the same way God wasn't there, but Jesus was present. In our time also, Jesus is not there, but the comforter is present. The comforter is present. And it is that spirit. You see, all of us as born again Christians, we have the spirit. We have the anointing. But God anoints and appoints special people who have a little more, a little more of what you have. You know, John said that you have no need that anyone should teach you. So ideally, when you take your Bible, you don't need a teacher. You can read your Bible. And the Holy Spirit will teach you. You don't need no teacher. You read your Bible. You read your Bible. But, 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 the Bible says that he's, he gave gifts to men. And among the gifts, there is also a teacher. So even though the Holy Ghost is there to teach you, God also anoints a man to teach you. It's like money. All of us have some two Ghana, one Ghana, five Ghana, ten Ghana. We all have something, 50 pesos, something to get by. But there are a few of us who have got the same money you have, a lot more than everyone has. She has 100,000. You have got five, 10, 15, but she has 10,000. She has 28,000. While somebody has two CDs, 80 pesos. So always, everything that is there, there are people who have got a little bit more of something. So the Holy Ghost has been democratized. Everybody has access to the Holy Spirit. But there are a few men and women who are carriers of anointings and of gifts. My dear friend, it's not very likely you'll hear from God. I said, I'll take it again. You heard me? It's not very likely you'll hear from God. Whatever God must tell you, he tells someone to tell you. Look, you can live for a hundred years as a believer. Are you listening to me? I should end. You can live a hundred years as a believer and not hear the voice of God. The voice of God. A lot of people who say, God told me. God told me. They eventually come back and say that I was wrong. Have you heard of anybody say, God says I should marry you. Or God says you should do this. God says, and, and, and that thing is a total disaster. Yes. I, I was wrong. One pastor wrote a book. The title is, I was wrong. And the title of the book. Why? Because God is not likely to speak to you directly. I'm telling you. I may be shocking somebody here, but I don't mind shocking you. You may live for a hundred years and not hear the voice of God. From the Old Testament, God has always spoken through men. 
But in Acts chapter 9, when Saul was lying on the road to Damascus blind, who was standing by him? You don't read your Bible? On the road to Damascus, when Paul was blinded by the bright light, who was standing by Paul? Jesus. Acts chapter 9 verse 3. Verse 4. Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? Verse 5. And he said, who are you? Who are you? And the Lord said, I am who? Your cousin in Bethlehem. I am who? Jesus. Say, I'm Jesus. Oh, say, I am Jesus. Say, I am Jesus. So, Jesus was standing by Paul. Verse 6. And he trembling and astonished said, Lord, so what do you want me to do? What will you have me to do? And the Lord said, Arise and go into the city. Ah! You are with Jesus. I said, You are with who? Jesus. Not Peter or Paul. You are with Jesus. He's called Lord, by the way. His name is Lord. And he's telling you to do what? He said you should do what? Go to Accra Central. (laughs) And somebody will tell you what to do. Okay, so let's continue. Let me show you something. So the man with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. Verse 8. So Saul arose and they led him and brought him into a Damascus. Verse 9. Three days blind, not eating, not drinking. How many days? Three. Three days. Not eating, not drinking. Verse 10. Now, there was a certain, this is a very important story. 9, nine 10. 10 verse, verse 10. There was a certain disciple at Damascus. Where was Saul? Where did they take Saul? Where, where did they take Saul? Damascus. Now, in that same city, there was a disciple called Ananias. And to him, New King James, my dear, Ananias. And to him, the Lord, the who? The ah. The Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. So the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying there. Ah. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him so that he may receive his sight. So the same Lord who was standing with a, a, a Saul on the road to Damascus was, was and, and telling Saul to go to town 
he also appeared in town and was telling Ananias what he must do for that man Saul. Ladies and gentlemen, it doesn't make sense to me. If you are with the man, why won't you just tell the man? Why do you have to go to, to Damascus, find Ananias, give him a dream, speak to him, and let Ananias come? Ladies and gentlemen, it is the will of God that he passes the, the, the important information for your life through a man. Through a man. If Paul had no respect for men, he would never have heard the voice of God. Even his healing. Why do we honor spiritual fathers? Because they represent God in our lives. Look, the husband you will find. I'm very happy I'm preaching this message. In the morning when our children came here to dance, uh, to sing. Those playing keyboard and drums, those singing, this thing is what will keep them from becoming lesbians and homosexuals. This is what will prevent them from living on drugs. About your life. You may likely never hear any God tell you anything. Some of you, the husband you will marry will be found in a basenta he says we should start. I'm preaching. The wife you will have will not come from just a big saunter like the choir. But if you honor him, and break the choir down into smaller basantes, you will discover that a girl will appear in one of the basantes that your pastor said you should go and be a leader. I'm not joking. I'm saying to you that those of you who feel that when you meet God, you don't need a man, you are a fool. Satan has deceived you. Everybody, I said, Jesus was standing there. Paul was lying on the floor. He told him, help him to get up. Take him to town. Somebody will tell him. And then when he finishes, he goes to Ananias while he's sleeping and sows him die. He does what? Sows him die. My dear friend, I'm saying that we thank God for God, but he also plants in our lives men and women who are the custodians of our destiny. The custodians of our destiny. The custodians of our destiny. Any pastor, I hope this message will be heard by every branch pastor in the UD. You see, any branch pastor who presents himself as the father of the church is exposing himself to some weapons and some problems you can't carry. Some arrows 
and some salts you are not built to receive. Any pastor who stands in the church and lets and steals the heart of the church members that even the father cannot reach the church, that pastor is accursed to the roots. Because you don't sit on the chair your father sits on. You don't. You don't sit. So you see that when Absalom took over, the first thing he did was to go to the penthouse. He laid a bed and publicly his father's bed and lined his father's wives openly and had sex with each wife in turn. You see, that should reveal to you the, the, the nature of the evil and the, and, the, and the weight of the curse that was going to come upon him because a son doesn't sit on the chair. As I'm here, I'm your pastor, I'm preaching to you, but I'm telling you that our father is Bishop Dagwood Mills. And I'm telling you that when he's leading a prayer meeting, wake up and listen to him pray. You can't listen to my prayer meeting as a replacement for flow prayer meeting. You can't. Because, because, because the password for your destiny is in the hand of the Father. Those of you who are in the Ogojo branch, Lankwantanang branch, Jesus the Savior Cathedral, and think that because you have a bishop there, you don't need Bishop Dagwood Mills. He's, 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 he's an unimportant person in your life. I'm telling you that you have, you have entered a problem you don't understand. I don't like the way the church is quiet. I need people to say, preach on, or clap your hands. It is like. Listen to me. I'm talking to the young boys and girls who are going to be in this church. Even one day, God forbid, if Bishop Dagwood Mills is not around, his messages he has preached should be more important to you than the pastor standing in front of you. I'm saying that what God has for your life is likely to be in these books. Are you, are you an action member of Central Gospel Church? Well, if you are in Central Gospel Church, then what I'm saying to you, you're in the wrong service. That's not for you. Just listen to it and teach others. And when you go back to your church, tell them. Because you are in Central Gospel Church. If you are in this church, then, then you are the right person I'm talking to. I'm saying that find your way to honor your spiritual father because from his mouth every instruction he gives us to have to wake up and pray to have basentes to go for outreach to visit today I'm showing you how it will be well with you it will be well with you if you honor him now, I'm not talking at this time about honoring him with your substance. It's important. It's important. Yes, it's important you honor with your substance. But I'm showing you one way in three minutes. One way, I don't know if you are a bastard or you have a father. But if you are not a bastard, one way 
to honor a father or a mother. Well, do you want to know or I should stop preaching? Sorry, I can't hear you. You want to know? Okay. You honor your mother or your father by adapting to him. That is, adjust your life. A lot of you here, it will not be well with you in this church because you have not adjusted your life. <laughs> ah, Sunday morning, Aladura, they beat on Sunday. Mozama Christo, Disco Christo Church, they beat on Sundays. Anglican, Sunday. Assemblies of God, Sunday. EP Church, Sunday. Methodist Church, Sunday. Presby, Sunday. SDA, Saturday. Yesterday we had a church service. There are Sundays, there are Saturday. Everybody, so, 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 being in church, hey, listen to me. Listen to, listen, being in church on Sunday morning doesn't make you a lighthouse member. Is it not a lighthouse church? Why is it a UD? You are church you are in. Sitting here, is it orange or pink? Sitting here in your orange dress does not make you a daughter of Bishop Dagwood Mills. And you have dressed. Are, are you from France? What is this blue? Which country are you from? Oh, she's French. Sorry, I didn't know. She's French. Hello, I'm ending. Sitting here on Sunday. You see, I'm talking to those of you whose life begins here on Sunday and ends here on Sunday. You will never do well in this church. I'll take it again. Is it too strong? Let's welcome Delight to preach to us. She, 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 she speaks softly. Like, please take up the message because I don't think they, they, they like. Please come, take your Bible and come for the microphone. Let's, let's welcome the light to come and preach. Right? I don't think, no, I, I, I'm speaking, it's too strong. No, no, it's too strong. I, I don't think that it's, it, it's your level. Let's, let's, let's receive the light. Please come. You understand what I'm saying? It's clear to you. I should preach to you. I'm saying that. I'm saying that until you adjust your life, adjust, adjust, until you adjust your life to accommodate Bishop Dagwood Mills in your life, you will be here, but it will never be well with you. You won't do well. The fathers and mothers under whom you do well are the mothers you adjust your life. If your mother calls for you, don't say that you are busy. If your father says, come, 
if you are in a board meeting, inform the other directors of the board that there's an emergency. Because the truth is that if your son was dying, you would have sought permission and left. If you are in Kumasi and your father calls you, just tell him that it will take me two days to get a ticket and book a flight to come. So please give me two days. I'm, I'm, I'm on my way. Adjust. Adjust. Coming to church on Sunday here, doesn't my prayer for you, sir, is that it will be well with you. Amen. About people, I, I, I didn't organize this testimony. I don't even know the details of this testimony. I'm not aware of this. I know about, about his car, which crashed. I'm not aware of this business, whatever, being chosen, nine houses. I don't know. Pounds. I didn't organize this testimony. But I'm happy that you know that you, where you are sitting, such things exist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People come to church on Sunday morning and by the next day, Monday morning, they are in an office. They've got a job. They've not written any uh, application letter. No interview, but they're in an office. You have written a letter. It's been six years. So currently, is somebody's husband you are sleeping with and he gives you a little money to pull your pony and buy your uh, phone look at the phone golden but, but a job you don't have it I'm saying to you how many of you want to do well it should be well with you adjust say adjust say I will adjust make adjustments your life attending church on Sunday is not an adjustment to your life Adjust your life. Give me the double mega missionary church. Adjust. Say adjust. Say adjust. Say adjust. Yes. <laughs> your mother calls you. You have seen your mother's phone call. You won't mind him. You return the call. Wow. Sissy. Eh no. Wow. I am, I'm, 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 I'm surprised. But she called you yesterday. Uh, she, as I said, her mother called yesterday. She didn't pick the call. She has not returned the call. You may think that she has told me and I'll come stand here. She, when I'm moving around there, yesterday night, I was preaching. I was furious. And I went to somebody directly sitting here. I told her something. I was going home around midnight when her pastor brought her that bishop. Everything you said about this girl is true. We have come to apologize for what she was doing there. Because it's true. We expected that your words will rather remove these curses. Listen to me. Our father, he says that his children should become leaders in the church. He has taught us multiplication campaign. That his children should do outreach. He calls, it, he calls it multiplication campaign. Adjust your Saturday and go and do outreach. 
you may easily find the teacher who will teach your daughter the maths that will let her pass the exam and go to the university. I'm saying that our pastor says that we must do hearing and seeing campaign. Hearing and seeing campaign is where we, 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 we share videos of pastors preaching like I'm preaching or he's preaching, share a video, share a song, read a book. I mean, this is a campaign that, that his children should read his books. You are not reading Bishop Dagwood Milton's book. You are reading T.D. Jakes. It means you won't do well. That book you are reading has prospered many of T.D. Jakes' members. But you are a bastard without a father. You see, you can never make somebody who is not your father your father. No, you, you, you can even do exchange transfusion. Your hematopoietic cells will produce new blood and fill that space. That you didn't hear me? Say hematopoietic. If you are in this church, adjust your life and be a shepherd. Adjust. That on some Wednesday evening, you should be at a Basenta meeting. And when we find you, there's hey, hey no, you are at a Basenta meeting. Yes, I have adjusted my life. You are in this church. You are in this church. He says we must have Basantes. We must have choirs. Instrumentalists, singers, and dancers. And you are in the church, you don't want to join any group. When we start Basanta Hour for just 10 minutes, you are in a hurry to walk out. To find God. Many people who think they have found God have not found God. Most of you are just sitting in church as unbelievers. You are just a member of a church. You are just a member of a church. Show me. The God you found and what, what impact God has made on your life. What life have you left in this sex? Stop clapping. It's my responsibility to inform you that if you are in this church, You have to adjust. Yes. To adjust means that that is what you normally would not have done. Normally, on Friday evenings, you go to watch movies. Normally, on Tuesdays, you are at home resting. The same way normally on Wednesday afternoon, you will be in your office. But because your mother wants to see you immediately, you adjust your life. And you are on your way. Because your mother has called you. I'm saying that you're weak. Anybody listening to me whose life, like today is Sunday, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, there is no part of your of your week that you have adjusted to do something in the church. And you say you are a member of this church, it will never be well with you. Forget about it. I've adjusted my life. I'm a pastor of this church. On Tuesday, I'll be in a car to Suhum. Have you ever heard me say I'm going to Suhum before? 
I don't know. I don't know anybody in Zoom, but my pastor is having a crusade there, and I must be there to help him. So I've adjusted my time. Even as a pastor of the church, I've adjusted. At the big meetings on Tuesday evenings, this Tuesday I will not be in my meeting. I'll have another type of meeting. Why? I have what? Adjusted. How come you? It's like you, 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 when we see your life, there is no aspect of your life that shows that the church is impacting you. Like, like you don't live to honor Bishop Dagwood Mills in any way. He doesn't need your money. How do I know? Why am I so confident he doesn't need your money? Because so far you haven't fed him. And as a person grows, he even eats less. Hear me well. You honor, put that verse up, 6 3. Ephesians 6 3 is there. That it may be well with you. Some of you, some of you, if you don't change today to adapt, to make adjustments, normally I do this. Normally, I, in the evening, normally I do, but normally, I, I do, even, even in our church, there are some normal things we do, but one of these days, we are going to go for, to, to, to hold a crusade at Otimibi. Three days. Normally, we will have Basenta meetings, but because our pastor says we must have multiplication campaign, we are adjusting our weekly timetable to accommodate. Your mother says she's incurring some hospital debts. Normally, you would go to the hair stylist and do these nice braids and get her wig. Also, there's a nice style in town. You normally hire into styles. But because of your mother, you adjust your expenditure. So that you are honoring so that it will Putting pencil on your eyebrows is not what will give you a husband. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wake up! Your father is waiting for you to honor him. Money you could have spent buying a car. You could spend it on your mother to have surgery. Adjust. Adjust. <laughs> and one day when they promote you, suddenly, and double your salary, people think it's because you are always smiling or because you work hard. They don't know that there's a spiritual reason why you are enjoying the favor. <laughs> Clap your hands. Roots. Roots. She adapted and adjusted herself to Boaz. Even she adjusted her life to follow Naomi. Who was the other foolish woman who was with them? The other woman. Opa. Was it not Opa? Oh, she turned left. Nobody has time to follow old widows without anything to offer. But Ruth adjusted her life. She also, everybody goes this way. But Ruth said, my mother 
Her husband has died. Her children have died. She's alone. I'll follow her. Opa had no time. Did you hear of Opa again? Some of you will not hear about you again. Because the father you should follow, you turned to the left. Roots. Time has filled me. I would have read them to you. The accounts are the go and read your Bible. If you've not read your Bible, I'm not going to read the Bible for you to understand. Go home and read your Bible. She adjusted herself. Ruth was advised by Naomi. In Ruth chapter 3, verse 2. Verse 2. She adjusted. Why do I know she adjusted? Ruth chapter 3, verse 2. Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek rest for you? And now, it's not Boaz of our kindred, whose maidens thou was. Behold, he winnoweth barley. Boaz is cleaning, is, is, is gathering some, some corn. Now, the advice he gave, Ruth. Naomi gave Ruth advice. He said, wash thyself. Because Ruth wasn't the batting type, just like you. She wasn't the type who liked to bat. But Naomi said, I know you, but this time, because you are going to meet Boaz, but if Ruth was batting, do you think she would have been told to bat? Wash yourself and anoint yourself. Your skin is too dry. Put on your raiment and get down to the floor. Normally, you don't go to the floor, but get down to the farm. Why he is winnowing Bali? Because of time. Ruth took this advice. She adjusted her baton habits, her oil habits, her clothing habits. Even where she would be, she changed it and went to the floor where they winnowed barley because her mother Naomi had instructed her. That day, she got a husband. Is it possible that the absence of a husband in your life is it possible that your disobedience and your dishonor to fathers may be costing you? Is it possible? Roots adapted to her mother. Can we find you doing something you normally wouldn't do? Esther adjusted herself. Because Mordecai was not her uncle. Mordecai was her cousin. I don't know why people say Mordecai was her uncle. Of her. If you read the Bible, you see that Mordecai was Esther's father's brother's son. They were cousins. Possibly, maybe Mordecai was older. But they were cousins. But Esther was sitting in the palace because of Mordecai. So in that sense, Mordecai was her father. And Mordecai said, there's a problem. Go and see the king. She said, no, 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 no. I can't adjust. There's a there's protocol. The king must stretch his scepter towards you. And then you curtsy. And you go and shower and whatever before you come. I don't just, nobody just gets up and goes to see a king. 
And Mordecai said, I'm sending you, you won't go. Okay. Salvation shall come. But don't think you'll be in that palace forever. Remember, you were a Jewess. Then she changed. She adjusted her life. She adjusted her life. She went to the palace to see the king at a time she had not been called, even to the peril of her own life. When will you adjust your busy life to be a shepherd, to attend a shepherd's meeting? Why, why don't you even want the name shepherd on you when you are a son of Bishop Dagwood Mills? Say adjustment. Normally, that's not what. Normally, you will not eat this. I mean, is this not communion? Normally, do we eat this flat bread? Normally. Normally, it's Valley View bread we eat. Normally, A1. This, the, what is this? What is this? What is this? But because of honor you have for a father, you will drink something you don't want to drink so that it will be well with you. Because this thing you are drinking may be the only source of blessing for your life this week. Esther adjusted herself. Joseph adjusted himself. Joseph was in the prison. He was very happy. He was very happy. He had his clothes he wore. He normally liked beard, like some of you who have beard. And he was very happy. But one day, when he was told that, the, that Pharaoh was looking for him, he shaved. He adjusted his appearance to suit the king. Hello. I said, he normally had what? Beard. But that day, when he was called, he did what? He adjusted. Hey, day. How I wish that the wives in this church will adjust themselves. I'm preaching to my daughters. How I wish that you will adjust yourself. Is your husband in town? He's in town. And do, do you adjust yourself? In the night when you are going to bed, you adjust yourself. But how come you were wearing a beautiful job camp? The camp we had eight years ago. Camp t-shirt. That's what you wear. It's not you. Some of you go to bed with... Do you know Abawahana? Abawahana. Ah, you don't, you, you're not. Abawahana. And there's light soup in it. There is this in it. Then this here. Coat of many colors. And your, your, your husband is watching a movie and he sees that hair. That girl, when she's going to sleep in the night, she. she ah, then she will turn. He will turn to his wife, who is sleeping, wearing trousers. Nineteen seventy-four wax print, old. Her grandmother gave to her mother, and her mother has passed it on to her. You, you are in the bedroom. Hey, babe, hey, no. 
Say it's in the blood. But clap your hands for Joseph. Adjust yourself tonight. Adjust yourself. How can you go to bed wearing cardigan? If you wearing cardigan for three years now, no advice has changed you. <laughs> Clap your hands for Joseph again. He light beard like, like this. Remove your face mask. Nice beard. Is he not handsome? Nice guy. Hey, sit down. You, 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 you are melting already. Nice guy. But when he was called, it means that it's not everywhere you go with a beard. Yes, there are some interviews. My son was going for an interview. I saw him in the morning. He looked, he looked handsome and powerful. In the evening when he came back, he, he had shaved his beard. I said, why is, why, why is your look? So, daddy told me, bishop told him, to shave his beard before he goes to the interview. I said, wow, it didn't occur to me. And he passed the interview. You are going for a major interview. You have left your beard like a Taliban imam. Taliban what? Imam. Marabu. And you are expecting to get a job? No. That guy coming behind who doesn't have any proper qualification but is dressed neatly, they will choose him. They will choose him because, you see, even the beard you are wearing, you, you look like a corn man. You look like a what? Am I preaching this morning? Am I preaching this morning? Say, adjust yourself. Say, adjust yourself. Even if you will never adjust yourself to anybody, adjust yourself to your father. And I'm saying to us in the UD, soon, adjust your life to be called a shepherd in the church. Adjust your life to be going for outreach. Why? Because my father wants me to go for outreach. Adjust yourself. You are a big woman. You, you are even on BBC. B, what me what BBC? That's where we see you. But you should be humbly sitting in a Basenta meeting with a JHS3 girl leading the meeting. And when we ask you, why are you in the meeting? said, my father wants me to be in a Basenta. So I've adjusted my life. Can you clap? Honor your father and your mother, which is the first commandment, but promise that it may be well with you. And one way to honor a person is to adjust yourself to accommodate him and to be blessed. Stand to your feet.
Close your eyes, please. Everyone standing and every head bowed. No talking. I can see you at the back. Those two guys in black. I can see you clearly. You may think I can't see you. I see you clearly. You are in direct view. Please close your eyes. This morning, if you are here and you are not born again, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. (laughs) Adjust your life to accommodate God the Father. Adjust your life. Maybe your friend brought you, your sister brought you, you came on your own. You want to say, Pastor, please pray for me. I want to give my life to Christ. If you are here, I want you to pray for you. Just lift your hand. I'm going to pray for you right now. Yes, lift your hand high. I see, I see your hand. Lift it high. Pastor, I want to be born again. Lift your hand. I see your hand. Pastor, I don't have Jesus Christ in my life. I don't know him as my savior. I've never surrendered my life to him. Pastor, pray for me. I want to be born again. If you are here and you want to pray for you right now, I don't know where you are. Just lift your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. Lift it high. And if your hand is up, I want you right now Take your Bible and bag and come to me here. Come. My sister, come here. I want to pray with you here. Meet me in front here. God bless you, mommy. God bless you. Keep coming. Clap your hands for them. God bless you. God bless you. Clap your hands for them. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I've come to you today. I've come to you today. Normally, you are not a part of my life. Normally, you are not a part of my life. But today. But today. I'm adjusting my life. I'm adjusting my life. To receive you. To receive you. As my Lord. As my Lord. And my master. And my master. So that it will be well with me. So that it will be well with me. I've done many bad things. I've done many bad things. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against you. Please wash me. Please wash me. Please cleanse me. Please cleanse me. Please have mercy on me. Please have mercy on me. Wash me by the blood, with the blood of Jesus. Wash me with the blood of Jesus. And make me your child. And make me your child. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. For this great opportunity. For this great opportunity. I now declare. I now declare. That I am your child. That I am your child. I'm going to be planted. I'm going to be planted. In the house of God. In the house of God. With a spiritual father. With a spiritual father. With spiritual brothers. With spiritual brothers. 
Thank you from today. Thank you from today. I am going to be a new person. I am going to be a new person. Changed. Changed. Transformed. Transformed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I am born again. I am born again. Amen. Amen. Congratulations. It's the beginning of a new life. It's not a prayer you pray and you go back to your old life. No. It must lead you. Paul said, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus, walk in him. So you are now, you have now received him. You are now going to do what? Walk. And somebody is going to hold your hand. Remember, you are a baby. And the, the people going to hold your hand are the pastors who are waving. Can you see them? They are waving. They are waving their hands. Yes. They are going to help you. Or you are a stubborn boy. What's your name? Matthew. Are you like Matthew in the Bible? Or you are like Matthew the weed smoker I know? Are, are, you, are you stubborn? Will you listen to your pastors? Are you serious about your salvation? You know something? Follow me. Let's go. Let's go to your pastors. Clap your hands for them. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. And take out your communion. Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Eat the bread. Drink my blood. For as often as you do this, you show the Lord's suffering. Yes. It was broken for you. Yes. Eat and drink. Lift your bread. Say, this is the body of Christ. This is the body of Christ. I'm a part of the body. I am a part of the body. I honor my father. I honor my father. I honor God. I honor God. I'm a part of this body. I'm a part of this body. Say the body of Christ. The body of Christ. Nothing will take me from this body. Nothing will take me from this body. I'm committed. I'm committed. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of God. The body of Christ. The body of Christ. Lift your cup. Say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. It washes my sins. It washes my sins. It washes curses. It washes curses. It washes bad attitudes. It washes bad attitudes. And makes me a child of God. It makes me a child of God. The blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. It purifies my life. It purifies my life. The cup of blessing. The cup of blessing. To neutralize the curse. To neutralize the curse. Let's drink it now. Lift your two hands. Father, we ask you to bless us. Amen. Increase us. Amen. Hide us from evil. Hide us. Let the blood speak. In Jesus' name. I pronounce you blessed. Amen. I pronounce you blessed. Amen. I pronounce your home blessed. Amen. And I declare that you from today you will honor your father. Amen. And honor your mother. Amen. For a blessing. Clap your hands for Jesus. 
keep clapping your hands. Are you excited you came to church? Then show with a hand clap. <laughs>